This is Brian Ewing, <laughs> and you're listening to I don't know how you get much better. That's, I mean, honestly, <laughs> first takes. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Epitome of Stupidity. Epitome, epitome, episode 79. There, something like that. Um, there in the background, hello, uh, is <laughs> Thou and Emma Ruth Rundle from their May Our Chambers Be Full album last year. You're not reading this right now off something, are you? No, I am not. Um, that is the song, The Valley. It's the, the album and the song are two of my personal favorites from last year. They are, they are great. Man, is it good. As a matter of fact, this is the 100% truth. I listened to that album this morning because not only is it good and heavy, but... Heavy it, and good? It, 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 it's, it's heavy and good, and it works for the morning, which not all heavy stuff does. Um, I don't know where else I was going from that, but the um that I let out made it sound like I had something else. Well, I don't. hi, Clint. Hi, Ryan. That's who we are. Clearly. You got it here to introduce ourselves again, so yeah, no, I, I, that's that's a that's my twenty twenty one resolution. We are going to introduce ourselves on this fucking podcast. Great. <laughs> what are you listening to, Clint? Oh, we're going to change it up. This it's the week. first time we're doing this. Yeah. Um. Well, there's a new Call of Luna album out, EP, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I'm clearly listening to real a, quick. Why is it an EP? It's still like 40 minutes long, isn't because it? there's like four songs. Yeah, but it's called a Luna. I know. <laughs> I don't. It? At this point, I don't understand it either. Okay. It, it, I saw we got an email from um, all the people who do the promos for uh, Neurosis and them to, or New Rot Recording. Anyways, we got a promo email the other day that said it was an EP for whoever I can't remember, and it was like 16 songs long. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sitting there at my desk looking at the email thinking okay yeah no i fully don't get this anymore mm. i mean it's probably 16 one and a half minute long songs but it's it's like the uh, genre thing right? it's, yeah at, at this point There's i know solid line at this point i just say it because i know that it's what needs to be said yeah um still listen to a shit ton of that Saren album man oh man do i enjoy that stuff uh the foos also put out an album i've done more than a little bit of that because it's just good fucking rock and roll. Why is that a bad thing? Um, my list is a little bit longer than usual here today. Uh, I also did some Elder. I felt like I needed to point that out because Elder are so good, and our podcast with them was a lot Still of fun. Good. And uh, Casanova wearing the shirt, showing Brian my boot, uh, my shirt, because I'm actually wearing it. It's a nice shirt. They did a a big half off sale. It's now over. Um, but I hope you took advantage of it like I did because I yeah. got a cool shirt for $7 and it is stupid comfortable and it looks cool. Not tucked away under your flannel there. Tucked away under my, well, in the summertime, it'll be out in all its Cyclops guy, I glory. Anyways, Brian, what are you listening to? Hey, Clint. Uh, Silosis mm. was on when you came in, um, turned someone onto that earlier this week as well as Elder. Told him to go ahead and give Elder, Elder a go. Because they hit me up and told me how awesome the new Lamb of God was. It's like, yeah, that's great. Check this other stuff out. Um, What else? I did. 
Dude, that's the way it's supposed to be done. All of this, all these people, and you see it, it's a big thing now where you're not supposed to make fun of people for listening to bad metal. You're supposed to say, you know, good job out of you, but let's try some of this. And so this is good. Good job, Brian. Hey, thank you. Uh, I did listen to that call cult of Luna album. It's okay. I'm proud of you. It's okay. You are showing true growth. That's all. As opposed to true gross, like usual. Thanks, Clint. <laughs> Back to you. Back to you. Uh, as always, if you are doing anything worth doing, you should add some mead to it. Uh, oh yeah, reminder. If you good job. If you have, <clears throat> if you are unfortunate enough, unfortunate enough to have been listening to this show for its duration, you might remember that February is Clint Sober Month which is why I'm doing things like trying to make sure I enunciate full words. Mm -hmm. um, but before I finished up my last day of drinking, you can bet your freaking face that I polished off a bottle of delicious mead. It was, um, I made it a, a fuck. It was something orangish. Came in the, uh, came in the month. Or mead the of the month. Yeah, the quarterly mead thing. Anyways, uh, Brimminghorn Meadery. Get you some mead. It is delicious. It is good. It is good for you. They will ship it to you. And it is discounted. And it's discounted if you use the code EPITOMEAD, E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D. EPITOMEAD. Yeah. yeah. Brimminghornmeadery.com. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Anywho. You want to say more things, probably. I you got do, a lot more to say. I don't know. Look at that. So... Um, what do you got? What does it say? I don't it know. Says, you took the fucking lead on the other thing. Says, I'm having fun with this. Epitome of stupidity versus Brian Ewing, round three. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> uh, yes, we are getting ready to hop on the horn with our guy, Bonafide. We've we've had a lot of people on Ghost this Bonafide. show that go. Good look at man, you are on your fucking B minus game today. Um. We've had a lot of people on our show, and a lot of people are our guys, quote-unquote, now. Uh, and we are truly friendly with the vast majority of them, but nobody is our guy more than our guy, Brian Ewing, um, which is why this is his third go-round on this idiotic fucking show. First three-peat defender right here. First three-peat. Nobody is fucking... Nobody's even going to try to take down that crown. No. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to do the beep-boop. Because I have his phone number. <laughs> beep boop. Beep 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 boop. That wasn't enough numbers. Beep. Ring. I love it. On the horn with us is our guy, as previously mentioned, Brian Ewing. Brian, how are Me? you this lovely, snowy, cold Columbus Saturday morning? I am awake and caffeinated. That's all I got. I thought you guys would be drunk by now, but <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, you're you're that's not living up to the to the myth you guys created. I it's disappointment is the myth that I created and I'm pretty sure I just nailed it. <laughs> Shame. That's what I <laughs> that's what I live for. <laughs> what uh, uh what? Well, real quick, Brian Ewing is an artist. Yes, no, that is another thing along yes. with introducing ourselves that we need to do more often. Good job. Brian Ewing I is have a... Yes, like actually Sorry. tell people about the person that we're having on. I am fucking terrible at this. Unbelievable. Brian Ewing. I'll tell you who I am. Go yeah, for I... it. Let's do that. I've known myself for a little while now. Um, my name is Brian Ewing. I live in Columbus, Ohio, and have been living here since 2012. Um, I used to live in New York City. That's where I moved from, and I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm a rock poster artist and a tattoo artist. Uh, I've been designing rock posters full-time since 2002, and I've been tattooing since 2016 under the tutelage of Mike Moses at Cauldron Tattoo in Columbus, Ohio. That that's you could no way you could have done a better job. That's that. zero chance. Zero chance. Dude, yeah. I made notes. I have like notes of all this shit. So it's like I don't I always hate like with interviews being asked a question you're just not ready for. So I just like fuck it. I listened to uh the last couple of your podcasts. I'm like, okay, they, they ask these questions, I'll just answer them. And if they ask me, like, I'm I'm prepared. So. <laughs> Clint wrote out a whole new list of questions yeah. just for you. So, so great, great. You are shit out of luck. This is the uh the one time I've got something new. You probably got this one though. What are you currently listening to? Did you hear that, Brian? No. Nope. The first thing he's got here is what he wants to know what you're listening to. Oh, 
Oh yeah, that's like a new question. Right. Um, right. Uh, I've just been listening to a lot of client music. So, like I said, I do rock posters. Uh, that's my main source of income. And so lately, uh, I mean, I, I without showing anything, I could tell people what I've been working on. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Blondie and Joan Jett. Nice. And Anthrax. Dirty Heads, um, Deftones, Crosses, uh, New Weezer album came out, and I know it's not a popular thing for Metalhead, so I love it. Um, <laughs> and uh, this one uh, person on Spotify named Paul, P-O-L, Abran, A-B-R-A-N, they created this really cool Sabbath Caravan playlist. So it's kind of like... Uh, they took all these Black Sabbath songs that would be a good playlist if you were traveling through space. <laughs> and I've been listening to that a lot because it's really relaxing. So Wow. Yeah, a lot of it's in- instrumental and it's pretty cool. So then I- just, you know, podcasts and shit. Ew. That's about it. <laughs> so uh, what? Let's, uh, another thing that can only be asked these days, I guess is the way to phrase this, is how did you make it through 2020 and, uh, you know, what all did you have going through said 2020? Um, I, 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 gosh, um, 2020 feels like it happened much longer ago, you know, like, Amen. I think my like last real memory was March, you know, for 2020 and everything else is a blur. So, um, I'm really fortunate. I have a really great partner and fiance, uh, Andrea. Hi, Andrea. So, we get along really well, thankfully. Um, and it didn't, you know, our time spent together, which is a lot more, um, is actually fun. You know, and she's not standing behind me with a baseball bat while I say <laughs> this, I swear. Um, so that was like, you know, just, God, I, I hate, I'm going to sound like new agey and shit, but it was a lot of just like taking care of my mental health during all this. Um, yes. you know, it's easy to like get really depressed. So I just, you know, I just buried myself in work and, uh, I made sure I spent my evenings with Andrea and, you know, we talked and communicated and, you know, just kind of held each other up when we needed it. So that's about it. Cause, uh, we've been quarantining since like October, October is the last time I tattooed. And so we were going to quarantine to go to Andrea's family for, thanksgiving and then that got canceled so you've just been quarantining because that's just like the new normal right yeah it's, uh, so. th- there should be a punchline there but unfortunately there's not no nope. <laughs> it's just stay at home don't do things wait till the world mm-hmm. is not dumb i think the punchline is just not melting down you yeah. know uh that's pretty much it like you know a lot of people a lot of friends were just you know it was really hard on them um you know, and uh, it's it's kind of abnormal to not, you know, break down, I guess, you know, to be normal with everyone. So, you know, it's just being thankful for what you got and, you know, what you don't have to deal with. At, so, at the end of the day. Honestly, man, like 2020 just felt like forever ago. <laughs> at the end of the day, so, yeah. a, a little slowdown isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. It just sucks it came with some casualties. And yeah, stuff, yeah. Especially for I creators. Yeah, and then I found it again. <laughs> then, <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, uh, gosh, I, we've been cooking a lot, which has been really fun. There it uh, is. That's it's how great. you found the way. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got this Star Wars cookbook um, <laughs> for the Galaxy's Edge. I know it sounds stupid, but it's got really good food in there. I'm not vegetarian, but there's like vegetarian shit in there too, um, which we tried, and it's really good. So it's, uh, I thought of, like, I bought it for Andrea, like, oh, she's going to hate me. Because I got her, like, a really nice gift for Christmas. And it's like, oh, you know, I'll get her this, too. And it's ended up, like, being, like, a lifesaver. That we've been using. A lifesaver? Oh. Lifesaver, yes. Wow. Yeah. Holy that's yeah, why. That wouldn't simmer a little bit longer. That's why I host a podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> Coming out. You can't find that. With, well, you can probably find it anywhere, but. Uh, I guess you can edit that out. Um. Oh, no, you guys did. I'm going to amplify it. Um, well, you know, it, it's uh, a lot of artists obviously struggled through 2020. 
but you are consistently the busiest guy in the state, if not the damn hemisphere. You had, uh, let's see here, some of the things that we've got noted are uh, you started doing puzzles. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Jim um, Madison collaboration with the Misfits thing. Um, tell you what, let's go through those because a couple of the other bullet points here I want to spend a little bit more with. Oh, um, uh, the puzzles, uh, shorter story, I guess. Um, that was done through a company called Invisible Industries. Um, and there's this guy named Monk One, M U N K O N E. Uh, really great, uh, big poster artist, uh, really nice dude. And he started, uh, releasing puzzles during all this. Um, because, you know, all our freelance just like stopped. And so we needed to be creative with how we're going to pay our rent. And it was a really cool idea. And he asked me to be a part of it along with a bunch of other artists. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I got like copies of the puzzles. They look really cool. And I'm not a puzzle guy because I probably just get pissed and just like, you know, just like, fuck it. It's halfway done. I'm just going back in the box. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, my attendance span is just not there, you know, unless it's, I'm doing the puzzle at my drawing table. I can't really focus. Um, so yeah, I did that. Uh, we did a couple of puzzles. Um, I took the artwork from a Dirty Heads poster, uh, the Mastodon poster, and a Pearl Jam poster. And uh, yeah, um, hopefully I'll do more. Like, it's just fun to do. It's not like I'm trying to make a, my career out of it. You can buy them on your and, website? Uh, what? You buy them on your website? What'd you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> where, where, where can you buy them? On uh, BrianYoung.com or what? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, they're sold out. Oh. Um, but if you are looking for puzzles, uh, go to Invisible Industries. I mumble. I'm from Milwaukee, so <laughs> I don't know if anybody understood that. But, we um, got it. We got it. Loud and clear. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you can get them there. Uh and there's a bunch of other artists who do rock posters who did really great stuff. Um, so yeah. And what else? Uh, the Jim Madison thing. That was a lot of fun to do. Jim and I, Jim was one of the first people to kind of explain rock posters to me and help me out back in like 2000. Um, and we've been friends ever since. And he was half of the famous print mafia. Um, and that was uh they were like this duo from uh louisville kentucky that did this amazing rock poster art and graphic design like if you're familiar with like punk rock um you know like collage type stuff um i'm trying to think of the guy's name now I'm t it's like i think it's jamie reed uh, the guy that did all the sex pistols covers or like the famous ones um but i could be wrong uh so yeah they're a lot like him uh and they have been doing rock posters forever and now jim's just kind of doing his own thing and we started talking about collaborating and he really uh he just wanted to take an existing piece of art and just kind of like run it through his filter and it looked really cool and uh you can find him oh gosh i'm gonna screw it up now i don't know his instagram <laughs> you can find him on instagram if i can um type it in really quick as i talk to you guys Vamping, uh, so it's just Jim H. Madison. Um, and you guys should give him a follow. His stuff's really cool. He's really entertaining. Like he's kind of a, like a just neurotic, I guess, because <laughs> he's just very detail oriented. So watching his stories and his posts are really entertaining. Um, so yeah, we did that and that ended up doing really well. We did like a print and a shop rag and, uh, we're going to do another colorway of it and then probably explore more misfit stuff when we both have time. What, um, what was the thought prospect behind it being and continuing to be a misfits thing? Say that again. Why the misfits? Um, that's a rhetorical question, right? It's <laughs> like Lemmy versus God, right? Um, <laughs> trick question, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Airhead? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think everyone has like some kind of bond with the first band that had a huge impact on them. You know, and for me, it was the Misfits. You know, like I had heard music before, but it wasn't until the Misfits that I felt like it was something that 
I could belong to, you know? Um, and, you know, this was in the 80s, uh, and they had already broken up, and Sam Hain, or Sawin, or whatever you want to call it, had started, and right after that, Danzig was going to start, you know, as a band. Um, it was just, it had everything I, I liked as a kid, you know, shitty, shitty punk rock chords, uh, <laughs> uh, horror movie stuff, half-naked women, and dudes dressed up like corpses with stupid hairdos you know like that's who doesn't want anymore when you're a kid well um, you say the things that you liked when you're a kid but speaking for myself I, I liked it then and i still like it now that's why yeah you know it was i guess it would be like my generation's kiss you know um it's all theater you know and it's really fun like uh i was too old to really get into slipknot but i understand why people do you know because of the it's theater you know and it's really fun um you know uh yeah you know for me like it just hit all the marks and then everything i was into after that somehow kind of circled back to the misfits you know because um uh you know danzig just he quoted so many things whether it's visually or 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 verbally you know with the music uh the lyrics and it he just, it kind of had an effect on, he was, you know, influenced by pop culture and it, he influenced pop, pop culture too, which was pretty neat, you know, and it's, it's amazing that a lot of his music is still pretty unique to this day. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, hell, he just released a movie trailer, didn't he? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't say his movies were good or his writing, you know. Okay. Uh, I used to, so, uh, I got to meet him once when i worked at hustler magazine and uh yeah that was kind of weird because he was in he was there to have a meeting with the producers and the editor of the magazine about doing a movie based on one of his comics and i just kind of sit on it for sit in on it for a couple of minutes and it was you know i think it was like 26 at the time and it was just like mind blowing. I just kept my mouth shut and he just had these big wide eyes like, holy <laughs> shit, this is awesome. Mm. And it was like the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. Like <laughs> the comic book was, it was supposed to be for a comic book called Grub Girl. And it was just dumb. And it, I don't think it ever got made I, for, for good reasons. That's probably accurate. That's nothing I've ever heard of. Um, oh, you're you're an aficionado? Uh, no, I, I'm just trying to segue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've, uh, another of the bullet points here that I've got, uh, are the, uh, the new colorways of old pieces and finding old sold out pieces, which I'm assuming oh, yeah. has something to do with your whole big clean in your room thing. Not my room, damn it. It's my studio. <laughs> Dad. It's my fortress of solitude. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's. We have like a two floor, like a two story apartment. It's like an old brownstone and it used to be a brothel, which is kind of neat. Um, sadly, it's not haunted. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have one of the bedrooms uh, and I turned that into my studio when we moved in. And I hadn't, I just kind of threw everything in there and I was just like, I'm so busy. I don't have time to like sort anything. And so uh, like sold out pieces got kind of lost with in the shuffle. and. Over time, I started organizing, but it just didn't have enough time in between projects. So definitely had a lot of time. So <laughs> I've been organizing and I'm kind of halfway done. Like my attention span to do this is not very big. So like I get bored pretty quickly. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm sure you guys feel the same way about your music. Like you enjoy doing it. But you don't want to listen to it every day, you know. It's the same with me. Like, God. I don't want to look at my artwork every day. I'd rather look at other people's. So I'm just kind of like, ugh, I hate this piece, or <laughs> I, I fucked this up. So, um, yeah, that's me organizing my studio. A lot of a lot of angst and uh, self-hatred, I guess. Great. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. Man, yeah, wait, wait. You need to go back to bed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just, uh, you know, and... There are collectors out there who request like, oh, do you have this or that? And it's an opportunity. Like I've, I've just been keeping a list of the people and what they wanted. And if I find it, I'll like contact them. And yeah, you know, uh, that's about it. And then just um, taking old prints that were popular 
um, and reworking them and giving them new colorways and releasing those because people are asking for it and uh, give the people what they want. Than having to do a new piece of work that can be really lazy. <laughs> Well, it, it really helped because I was working on other shit at the time. So it's like, as a business, I need to have a release every month um, just to pay my rent. It's uh, not to get rich. And so that way, it's it's much easier. And, um, you know, if you already have an audience for it, fuck it. Do it. You know? Right. Oh, well, and oh, yeah. I mean, one person's lazy is another person's efficient. Sounds like you're working efficiently to me. I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny, like, uh, I don't know how you musicians are are with each other. But I hope you did the air quotes there. Yes, I did. Uh, but artists are very. Uh, some of my artist friends will make comments based on what's going on in their lives, but kind of like, you know, uh, put it on me. And all artists do this, so I do this to other artists too. Like some of my friends were like, "Wow, you're getting a lot of mileage out of that, huh?" You know? <laughs> it's, it's like. At first, I got kind of bummed out, like, man, I suck. And it's like, no, this is this That's, is a business. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I have to right. treat it that way. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm not rich. I don't have I don't have rich parents, and I'm not good looking enough to just be an influencer. So, oh, you know, stop it. Got to make a living. Well, compared to you guys, but, I mean, <laughs> the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, um, I know oh. they're uh, toward the end of the year. They those there was those Foo Fighters prints that. You know, yeah. for the sadly canceled fucking 2020 tour. Um, yeah. Those things appear to have gone pretty fast, and rightly so. They were both pretty fucking dope. Were you the oh, only thanks. artist to do two of those? Say that again? Were you the only artist to do two posters on yeah, that I run? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess there was a clerical error, you know. Uh, uh, the The people that are usually, like, when you do posters for bands, if they're larger bands, like, arena bands like Foo Fighters, you're not really dealing with their management because posters mean very little to their management. They have to like put together a tour, make sure, you know, all the band members aren't dead and shit like that. So um, that goes to a merchandise company. And so the merchandise company I've known for quite a while, they handle like Queens of the Stone Age, Nine Inch Nails, um, Foo Fighters, of course, and like all the Josh Homme stuff um, and Dave Grohl stuff. And so I've known them for a while and they knew that I moved to Ohio. So whenever one of their bands comes through, they ask me if I want to do a poster, which I, you know, it's really awesome. So lucky for me, they had two shows in Ohio. Yeah, that definitely fucking worked out. And, well, uh, I started sketches. I sent those to you, um, I think like in January or February. Yeah, to the year? point where I was giddy mm -hmm. and then well anyways i'll let you talk uh so the the theme of the tour was supposed to be about their tour van from 1995 they were gonna hit up i thought they were gonna do like all the venues from 95 but they they were just too big to do that so they were just gonna hit every city that was on that tour and they had a tour van called the big red delicious van um so we were asked to put that into the poster and then make each poster based on that city. Um, so I did a bunch of sketches and I was like, oh, these are awesome. And I tried to like go beyond my, my usual scope of skulls and <laughs> um, sent them in. They're like, okay, we'll get right back to you. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and they're like, please don't work on this anymore. We have to put this on hold, you know, we're sorry. And then I just figured it was dead because I was working on stuff for Green Day, My Chemical Romance, Deftones, and probably some other shit, but I can't even remember last year. Um, so uh, nine months later, like at the end of November, they're like, hey, you know, would you still be interested in doing this? And it's just like, yes, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, they're like, you don't have to make it, you know, you don't have to put the band in there. You don't have to make it relate to the city if you don't want to. So I took it as an opportunity to just try some new stuff. So I think for the, like last year, I turned in like eight sketches, like different ideas. And so this year I did the same thing, like an idiot. <laughs> just because I wanted to have, I just, I, I wanted to kind of push myself and take what I was learning throughout the year um, and apply it to that. 
Uh, and also, I might as well take chances with other people's money. So that's what I did. You know, I just decided, like, well, it's Foo Fighters. You can just print their logo on something and it'll sell their audience, you know, will buy it, um, which isn't a slight to the audience at all. It just shows you how much influence the band has. So I figured I could try some new stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I uh, it, that sounded lame. No, <laughs> it, it definitely worked out. I remember the original sketches. I don't know how much of that I, you or care for me to share. Yeah, I never posted those. Um, so I think on in my web store, because I was like, I'm broke, so I got to sell these sketches. So I, I posted the, the new sketches I had done uh, in November to there. So if anybody's interested, they can check them out or even better, buy them. But you, know, <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, so, yeah. let's see here. What else do we have in the coming up for Brian Ewing section? Here? Oh, yeah, boners. ghost boners. Everybody loves a oh, fucking yeah. ghost boner. <laughs> yeah, that stupid thing. It keeps growing. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, no pun intended on this show. Oh, yeah, true, true. Shit. Uh, so yeah, um, it started out as like a piece of tattoo flash that I had to do as part of my apprenticeship. I, my my mentor Mike Moses um, had drawn up all these great uh, sheets of flash and created like this uh, deck of cards with him. He's like, all right, you need to do some flash, and I got really intimidated. So I, you know, what do you do with intimidation? You make fun of people. So, you know, I was like, well, I'm just going to like do a play on Mike's tattoo flash where he had done these ghosts. And <laughs> I actually, and so I was just like, God, what do I do? You know, because I had to make the drawings only like an inch tall. And that was so I could do an economic drawing. So I'm not like spending hours trying to put in a bunch of detail. Um, I needed to draw something that could be easily tattooed. Um, so I just drew a ghost with a bone around it and just like, well, no one's ever going to get this, but at least I filled up that space, you know, on the, on the paper. Filled that and inch. Being, yes. There you go. I'm, I gave you that one. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, it ended up being pretty popular. A lot of people got that stupid thing tattooed on them. And then, uh, a couple of years ago, a toy company out of Dayton, Ohio, called UVD Toys, um, hit me up about doing some pins and a vinyl, or not a vinyl, a resin version of the toy. So we did that. That ended up be, being really popular. And then they proposed, let's do a vinyl toy. So we're, we've been working on that for probably about a year. And um, we're uh, everything's been sculpted, uh, molds have been made. So I think now they're just doing the colorways and they should be uh, being shipped to UVD toys. And then probably like in March or April, they'll start showing them off and promoting them. So that was, that's been a lot of fun. It's so stupid <laughs> that it should exist, I guess. Um, and with that, I started uh, collaborating with some artists that I know or follow and ask them to do illustrations based on that toy. And I'm just like, man, people are going to just be like, get the fuck out of here. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But <laughs> so far, everybody's been pretty cool. They have a sense of humor, at least, you know. Um, and so I've been commissioning these artists uh, to just be like, you know, do your take on this, whatever you want to do. And uh, I'll start showing that stuff off once we have the toy ready to promote. And yeah. Fun. That's kind of been the ghost boner journey. Um, uh, and then I'm working on another toy design with them that's a little more detailed and doesn't have any erections or boobs <laughs> or but, vaginas or buttholes. Sadly. Um, sadly. And that'll, that'll be more of like a monster toy that I've just been kind of like slowly chipping away at over the years. Well, but yeah, that's my life. Quick, quick fun fact about the ghost boner. The ghost boner pin lives on Brian's guitar strap. Oh boy! Yep, the uh, ghost buster go boner logo thingy. Easy for you to say thingy. There you go. So sweet. That's fun. That's... I knew uh, Clint's kid like stole. Every time I would send you like an extra one, your kid would steal them. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking keychains. I've I've bought. I think I've bought more of those keychains than anybody in the country. <laughs> 
Uh, put my imaginary kid through college, <laughs> community college. <laughs> With ghost boners. So, yeah. yeah. Buy, take my spot on the uh, the top tier list there and buy a ghost boner keychain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now that we've worked our way through basically all of the shit that was 2020, I've got marked here to ask you what you have coming up for 2021. Oh, man. Um, well, uh, I hope to be tattooing hopefully in the next month if people can just get their shit together and, you know, socially distance and stop giving each other COVID. That would be nice. Um, nice. And then I just wrapped up um, some album art for Charlie Benante, the drummer of Anthrax. Um, He recorded a quarantine album. Um, I can talk about that because he posted all that to his YouTube page. So you can actually listen to the music and watch them perform. And it's got like a bunch of different people. It's got Hank Von Hell, who was in Turbo Negro and um it's got uh crap i'm gonna frank fellow from anthrax uh um shit now i forgot all the names um so yeah anyway uh he hit me up in december and uh charlie's been pretty rad he's been collecting my stuff for a while and um uh i met him in kentucky at a convention and he just like came up to my booth and at first, I was like, what's this guy doing at a comic book convention? And then, without saying anything, I was just like, so, are you guys playing tonight? And he just looked at me like, you know who I am? <laughs> Ever since, like, I was a teenager, like, when Among the Living came out um, on cassette, you know, like, I was always a fan. And so, it was pretty interesting to just, like, talk to the guy for, like, five minutes. And then, he, like, put us on the guest list, and we went and checked it out. And it was pretty fun. Um, you know it's kind of weird to you know 30 40 50 60 years later now that i'm in my 80s um (laughs) to you know to work with some of these people that you would never consider you know as a kid you just like this is not ever in my future so why bother um and so it's kind of neat to like go go full circle and you know, I need to call up some of my 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 scumbag friends from when I was a kid, and we all grew up on this music. To be like, guess who I talk to? <laughs> you know, I got to do that. Oh, man, I think it was like Dave Mustaine, or I don't remember who, but I remember calling up my friend and just be like, I talk to so and so, and you know, he was just like, yeah, that's nice. I, <laughs> I thought it was cool, but he, he was over it. Uh, that's nice. So. Yeah, working with Charlie is rad. He's an interesting character. He's a weirdo, and uh, you know he, he's a big collector of things. So, um, like when you see, he'll like post like videos, and in the background, there's my stuff hanging up, which is really flattering to see. You know, really? you don't have to do that, but he he was kind enough to, you know, frame it so you could. So, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty fucking mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Oh, anyway, it's coming out on Megaforce Records. Um, if that helps, I don't know when, and I can't show anybody the work. Uh, whenever you know, follow, follow Charlie, and you know, he's just I think he's just Charlie Benante on Instagram, and you know, you'll get all the news from that guy. Well, there you go. If you don't know, now you know. Great, Clint. Yeah, I'm here now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> First awkward silence of the interview. Good job. Uh, we have. There's more to come. <laughs> this, it's too early. This train's still rolling. Okay. Yep. Let's uh let's let's fill the awkward silence here. Um I'm gonna move forward. Acapella or I well I, can you oh. do some coolie high harmony? <laughs> I've got here noted uh gig posters versus art art prints. Again, I'm sober. What sells better and uh which creates more buzz? Creates more what? Buzz. I probably buzz. could have left I the I end of that. Butt. Like I don't know about that, man. I'm, I'm in a committed relationship. <laughs> um, uh, it, I, man, it's hard to say. Uh, it's something you know. It's like this existential thing that's been kind of gnawing at me for the past twenty years. Like, you know, what if I didn't do something that was band related? You know, would I still be able to pay my rent with art? Um, I don't know. Uh, I like doing both. Um, sometimes it's nice to have a boss and not be your own boss because 
you're given a deadline. If you don't meet it, you fuck everybody over and they never call you back again. So that's really good motivation. Yeah. Obvious um, negative there. To get shit done. And um, also you have kind of like subject matter, you know, like there's a million things I want to draw, but I'll never get around to it because I have to pick one, you know, but when <laughs> it comes to having a client, you know, and being a band, um, uh, it's really fun to kind of just deep dive into their music and kind of look at the way they package themselves, you know, with their merchandise, with their album art, with their videos, um, and just see what you can do that hasn't been done or at least looks different. Um, so I enjoy that part. And, you know, the, the fun thing with doing rock posters is 99% of the time I own the art afterwards. So as long as I take the band name off, you know, I can't make Anthrax art prints, but I could take the art, you know, the band name off and just say, this is Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein right, yeah. or whatever. And um, everybody's happy. Uh, so, and, you know, with having an audience, sometimes uh, your audience doesn't agree with you, and that's fine. Uh, so some people might be like, I love the art, but I hate the band. And I, you know, I'll get that sometimes, and it's just kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. Um, and then if I release an art print of that, it'll do really well. Uh, I think last year I ended up doing like my own work, which was kind of weird and scary because, you know, it was like, will anybody be interested in this? And so, um, yeah, I did some art prints just of stuff that I wanted to do, and I enjoyed that as well. I'm not sure if I'm answering your question or if I'm just rambling. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> well, either way, um, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to defer answering that and draw, draw this over to. Uh, yeah, you had uh, some of the prints that you released last year. There was that Joker print and the uh, the Batman oh, yeah. print not long after, and I'm sure both of those sold pretty well if that's is that yeah you know what here's a question here's a question that i don't ask or didn't don't have written son of a bitch just ask the fucking question (laughs) jesus who cares if it's written down what um i lost it i forgot it Uh, (laughs) yeah how do you how do you judge success with one of these is it monetarily is it oh man it's not fair um (laughs) it's 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 a funny line to kind of like not cross i guess um kind of like what i said earlier with like you know my my art colleagues um you know everybody kind of has their definition of success and sometimes they project it into other people and if they don't you know live up to that or follow that they kind of poo-poo on it um so i don't know like yeah you know it's I'm very thankful to pay my rent. I'm not getting rich off this, but, you know, I'm not uh, going into debt doing this art. You know, and that's the most important thing as an artist. If you want to do it full time, you actually have to, you know, not go into debt. Too. Um, and you need to make enough money to cover your costs. So that's, you know, to me, that's a success is to pay my rent. Um, and as a business, you have to figure out you know, kind of like, you know, a band that releases their own album, uh, you figure out how much production costs, how much it costs to, you know, manufacture the vinyl CD set or whatever. And then, you know, what does it cost to put online? Um, and you then have a number to start uh, reverse engineering. Go, okay, well, you know, if a print costs $1,200 to print, I need to at least sell, you know, $1,200 worth to call it a success to me that's a success if it sells out that's just that's that's luck you know yeah Um, maybe a little uh, skill because i'm old i stopped worrying about selling you know things selling out instantly because you'll have days where they don't you know and you'll get really bummed out then you'll just look at yourself and go why do i care like you know like i i think you know like we because of like social media and shit like that we become very fixated on shit that doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes. So, you know, and, you know, a lot of people, artists, musicians, uh, people who don't do any of that, they base their success on 
and likes and shit like that. So, <sighs> um, I mean, not be the greatest artist or the most popular, but I'm paying my rent, you know, and that's really how I sleep at night. You know, I don't worry about, you know, did I, did I, do I have more followers than so, somebody? Right. Or, you know, did I sell out of this in an hour or did it take three years you know, to sell 50 copies of something? Like, I, I stopped worrying about it and it made my life much easier. And it's fun to watch other people still freak out <laughs> with their own lives. You know, I can just kick back and, and just kind of giggle. So, Have you had um, anything sell out that you didn't expect to sell out? Anything that went fast that caught you by surprise? Uh, the Joker print, you know, I was really surprised by that. Um, I had started it like a year ago. My friend Jason Edmiston, who's this amazing illustrator, he's like, you should do more pop culture stuff. And I was kind of hesitant to do it um, just because a lot of people were. He's like, no, you have an, you know, you have a unique style. So um, give it a shot. And he's like, you should do something for the Joker. I was like, yeah, yeah right. You know, but I, I had started it and then I just, you know, I got in my own way. And it was like, this will never do well. So I never finished it. And then now, you know, once March hit and everybody's quarantining, I was like, well, I have a lot of time now. So <laughs> I, let's revisit it. How, how do I do the least amount of work? I'll pick up something I already started. So I looked at that with fresh eyes and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. And then, yeah, I was really surprised by that. And, you know, um, it's flattering when people email you and yell at you because they couldn't buy something. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, sorry, man. You know, it's just a piece of paper, but, you know, if you're really pissed at me, that's cool. <laughs> right. Um, but it was kind of weird to see the shit on eBay. You know, like, at first I got, like, really bummed out. Like, man, I'm being taken advantage of. Then I realized, like, no, this person, if they're going to sell something like that was a $50 print for 400 bucks, is just creating this, is, is inflating the value. Yeah. And I'm not doing this. I have no control over it. And if people want to pay $400, that's entirely on them, you know, but they're kind of creating this false market and, you know, I can't control that. So I stopped worrying about that too. And that's made my life much easier. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a surprise, you know, just to see that do so well. And then I was like, um, usually like when I do an art print, um, it's more economically feasible to, print another colorway at the same time um so i was like oh thank god now i can at least sell this other colorway and not be in the red and um that did really well so i was like shit i gotta keep making more of these huh <laughs> and so i did and you know they didn't see me well i think it just uh i did not plan it i just think it had to do a lot with the timing of you know how people were feeling and that the movie is very fucked up yeah you know it's just it's basically taxi driver for right you know this generation and if you guys were you know like in your teens or early 20s and you saw a taxi driver for the first time you kind of related to it even though it was fucked up and i think that's how people feel about mental health these days and watching that you know it's kind of like oh shit you know that's that's the fictitious extreme version, you know, kind of what I may be going through or other people are going through. So, yeah. And, you know, we're all drawn to really dark, fucked up shit, too. You know, the more depressing, like, think about why the cure is still popular. Because that shit's depressing. <laughs> That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. Or the Smiths or fucking Nine Inch Nails or exactly. whatever. You yeah. Know, it's just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I went off the rails again, but no, you're fine, man. Uh, you know, I I was surprised it did well, and um, yeah, I should have done more. I just got really busy with freelance, so uh, I'm, this year I'm just gonna take a little break and try to focus on the stuff that I want to do. So yeah, that's kind of my plan for 2021. I'm gonna fulfill all my my freelance obligations um you know and let some of them not happen if the client doesn't get back to me and it's uh, kind of take a vacation from from stressing out from me yeah and just kind of focus on some stuff i want to do so, 
What's the... Uh... I feel like Will Ferrell in old school. <laughs> he's debating. Like I just blacked out. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's about. And so Clint's got it written down here. It's kind of a good segue to 2021. What's the first thing you're going to do? When uh, you know, when the world unfucks itself, and it's fun and, thing, I stole that phrase from him. Yeah, what's you know, what's what's uh, the first thing you can't wait to do? Wait, can't wait to get back to doing besides tattooing, like, of course. I'm going to Disneyland, kind of thing. <laughs> um, Go out to eat or something? I don't know. I don't know. Oh uh, man, that would be nice. We <laughs> haven't talked to a real person in a long time. <laughs> you know, like face to face without a mask. Um, we haven't gone to any restaurants. We we do the curbside pickup for groceries we'll do takeout um but we you know it's so weird it's so <laughs> fucking weird basically it's like freelancing but you're being forced to not talk to people whereas like with freelancing you kind of are like i'm so happy i don't have to talk to anybody I'm so busy. <laughs> um but you know uh in i remember in march everybody just started joking like oh it's just like freelancing this is easy you know and then a year later you're like this really sucks yeah this is uh, not fun anymore. So, what would I do? Um, we would really love to travel. Uh, you know, the one thing about that I miss about traveling is how it uh, gives you a bigger worldview. You know, um, you get really used to your city, your state, your neighborhood, your block, um, and you kind of think that's how the whole world is until you travel. You know, you you could just go to another state or even another city, and you're, things are going to be different. And that's what I miss. I miss kind of, uh, kind of getting put into my, you know, put in my place. Uh, do you think everybody has it bad or good like you do until you go somewhere else and see that things are different and people might have a better mental attitude about things and you kind of pick up on that and you take it home with you. And, you know, you just, you absorb new things and that's kind of what I miss, you know, yeah, and with travel, I can do like conventions, music festivals and shit like that. And, meet new people and weird people and see old friends and watch people have weird uh dr like uh, freak outs from doing acid and uh, <laughs> uh, there's one time that rock and uh, god what is it called now um sonic it's temple. not rock on the range sonic, sonic temple. temple sonic temple oh shit they're probably never calling back now <laughs> um yeah we're we had a bunch of artists had like this huge uh, tent and we all had booths in there and it was like middle of the day and there's this guy just tripping his ass off and like laying on the ground screaming and it was amazing so I missed stuff like it that. It was amazing. <laughs> the theater of the world you know people just being strange and you just get a kickback and kind of watch it go down. That well you know I, I guess on some level we all miss it uh, those yeah. types of things. Um, Brian? As per usual, you have been uh, no sh no no short amount of enlightening and amusing. We are going to get you out of here on a different version of our stupid shit. I've got uh, oh, yeah. two new stupid questions. Oh, great! Um, the first one we're going to do, since you know you you said that you've listened to all these other things, and I think you've actually answered most of our other stupid things before as well. Um, so. If you had a superpower, what would it be and why? You're right. These are stupid questions. <laughs> oh, the next one's even stupider. Get ready. Um, I think that would be dumber. There's only stupid answers. Um, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, there's the, not a fable, it's, maybe it is. Um, Basically, you know, like you get three wishes, but you have to be very careful what you wish for right. because if you wish to live forever, you could end up being the only person alive, kind of thing. So, um, uh, I would, uh, now everything I, I want to answer, there's always like a dark side to it. I don't What's wrong with flying? Um, I mean, being able to fly. What's that? Flying. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a no brainer for me. Flying. I mean, that's, sure. You know. Uh, what if you end up hitting a plane and it goes down? Well, you do, you don't you only fly just so high. Don't know? drink and fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really good, stupid question. Um, I'll go with man. Yeah, everything I want to say is either just lame, like oh, Jesus, please stop. <laughs> you know, 
know, like you are not that enlightened. Oh no, I'm gonna have to revisit that one. Maybe <laughs> next podcast. Okay, you can have it. All right. Okay, so you ready for question number two? This is this is gonna be, this is gonna be. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Jeez, have you guys been listening to Tim Ferriss? Who's that? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The answer is no. <laughs> those are like the same questions. Um, uh, spirit animal. Uh, I know you guys want me to say squirrel. I won't. Uh, <laughs> uh spirit animal. The fainting goat. <laughs> Got, man. If that's not better than squirrel, I don't know what is. <laughs> if, <laughs> you want me to say I squirrel, but I'm not. I'm attributed to a lot of evil things, but if I saw you, I would just follow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thanks a lot for shooting so, the shit with us, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's been fun. I um, appreciate it, guys. I, I would tell I, you I, too. I miss like hanging out and talking, so hopefully we can do that. Soon. Yes, that would be good. Um. For all of the, well, actually, for most of the reasons that have been talked about on this fucking interview, as long as it's in March, so Clint can actually yes, drink. Yes, so be that social. I have a personality. Um, but yes, again, always fun, man. Uh, we wish you nothing but continued success. Enjoy the rest of this cold, snowy, useless fucking Saturday, and uh, batten down for the coming more snow and insideness. Did you guys grow up in Ohio? Aren't you used to this? Yes, like, we are. In Milwaukee, this stuff's yeah. like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but you don't. Dr- anyways, says <laughs> <laughs> so a guy who oh, yeah, don't leave his house, right? Or oh, no, you wax. I'm sorry. So it's got to be colder. No, that's uh, if you're not answering the superpower, we're saving that stuff for the next interview too. <laughs> See, I'm, this is strategic, so you guys won't ask me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, man. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Yeah, thank you guys. Take care. Good times. Good guy. Surprise. Yeah. Brian Ewing's still a lot of fun and still really cool, even if I'm sober and without a personality. And he's met way cooler people than you have. Yes. When he was talking about calling his old friends and them not being impressed, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm still impressed. I was going to say, call us anytime and tell us who you're talking <laughs> right. to. I'm consistently fucking. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Continued thanks to him. Music in the background is again um, The Valley by Thou and Emma Ruth Rundle. Uh, he's actually done work for her before, and uh, it may or may not be on my wall because I think it's pretty cool. Go to his website, brianewing.com. Buy some stuff from the bodega because he's got a bunch of fucking cool shit to buy. Uh, there's uh, there's still more ghost boners at the UVD Toys website, I think, as well as on his website. Uh, what else do we got here? Thanks to the sponsors, Breminghorn. Mead is good. Drink it, buy it, use code EPITOMEAD, E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D. Get 10% off. Pink Hog Cables, they are pretty good. They've been pretty good. I mean, really good. Use them, buy them, etc. cetera. Uh, find us, flag, find us, like us, follow us, some version of these three things on all the socials, as long as all of the socials are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Do the same for Brian. You oh, yeah, Ewing. <laughs> I thought you meant you. Like, no. No, don't do that for me. <laughs> do the same for Brian Ewing, yes. Uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes, give us a review, please, and thank you. Uh, if you have music that you would like to be played on the show, similar to The Valley playing in the background, send it to us at eostupidity at gmail.com. Uh, we prefer it be music that can be found on socials so that we can point people to it and more people can hear your stuff. Is there anything else, Brian? No. No. 